Hello and welcome to the Wiretap Whisper podcast, episode 34, presented by me, Sammy ASMR. If this is the first time you are watching or listening to the podcast, this is a creator-focused podcast series where I sit down with other ASMR creators within the space and I talk to them all about their channel, their personal life and basically just everything in between. And I am so happy to announce that today's guest is none other than, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong probably, uh, <laughs> Irma Ladulce ASMR. La Dulce. Oh, okay. There we go. We got the proper pronunciation. <laughs> you have to say it in Spanish. Irma La Dulce. <laughs> Irma La Dulce. There we go. That's good. Uh -huh. That's good. I'm learning on the go. Um... <laughs> So for those of you guys who may be watching, um, who maybe aren't familiar with Irma, I have a quick summary of who she is and what the channel is about. So um, now I think I'm, I'm going to get this wrong off the bat, but I've basically wrote down and we'll discover this together that Irma is a American creator, but I'm pretty sure there's some Spanish in there. Uh, she has uh, over 60,000 subscribers on YouTube across 62 videos. Uh, she has been uploading now for over a year and a half. Um, if I was to kind of summarize the type of videos that she creates, uh, there's a lot of role plays in there. Pretty much all role plays, to be honest. Um, anything from medical, spa, Reiki videos, you name it, um, has done it. Um but that is a quick, boring summary from me. And Irma is going to give you guys a better one now. So Irma, for the people watching and listening at home, who are you today? Who am I today? Okay. So I am, I am in a very good mood today. So <laughs> I guess I'm happy Irma today. Um, and yeah. I don't know. How do you? Okay. Who am I today? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good enough. If you want to leave it there. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Let's move on. Okay. You know, I think happiness is the most important thing. So if you're a happy Irma, you know, that's the best version <laughs> of you. Um, so again, if you, uh, if you haven't watched the podcast episode before, um, basically how it works is there is a past, a present and a future section. Uh, we'll obviously be starting with the past and making our way towards the future. Um, there'll be a little bit of crossover in between as we go, um, but that'll be the format for the most part. Um, and yeah, let's start right at the beginning. So in that intro, um, I introduced you as a an American creator, but I think your mm -hmm. channel name, oh, as we've just kind of experienced, uh, indicates that you've got some Spanish roots. Is is that right? Were you born in Spain? Yes. Did you grow up in oh, Spain? Tell us about it. Not Spain, no. So my family is from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And um, I grew up in Brooklyn. Um, so yeah, English is my first language. But actually, Spanglish is my first language, <laughs> which is kind of like broken down Spanish and English merged together. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so I'm Latina and, um, I'm American. So yeah, those, that's my, those are my roots. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of answers my next question a little bit. 
So you said mm-hmm. you were you were born and raised in Brooklyn, and you still you still live in New York today, right? Yes, I do. They haven't priced me out yet. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, so I'm still here. I'm holding on. I'm holding on. So you you've always been like a city girl. Then what what type of you know what's your earliest memories of growing up like just the environment like the atmosphere of new york and stuff like that for you was it was it daunting as a little kid or well actually well since it's all i've ever known um for me i grew up in a neighborhood that was very poor very crime ridden mm-hmm. very scary lots of drugs and um motorcycle gangs and um, home invasions. So I grew up in a pretty crazy neighborhood. Um, you know, it was kind of known as a, a Spanish ghetto at the time. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in the 90s. So, um, yeah, so my environment was really chaotic and crazy. Um, I couldn't really go outside by myself or like with a group of friends. I right, kind of okay. always had to always had to travel with like older family members or like older cousins and stuff like that so my early memories are like watch your back be careful uh lock your windows and um yeah it was it was just crazy um growing up here but it's now the neighborhood has changed quite a lot um you know, obviously New York had a whole crime cleanup with, um, you know, when Giuliani came in, yeah, uh, the mayor, and just kind of, you know, just made it harder for the for the criminal life, <laughs> and um, cleaned up the city quite a bit. And you know, it's not as definitely nowhere near as dangerous as it used to be. Was, yeah, a lot more safer. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a lot more safer. It's changed quite a bit. Um, I feel like it's more diverse now. It was, it was very heavily Spanish before, like mostly people from Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. And now it's like more like, uh, Caucasians, Asians, um, you know, still some Latinos, but it's more of a mixed, uh, crowd than what I grew up around. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Thank you for that. That was insightful. Mm -hmm. Um, what did you like, what did you want to be like? Oh, in fact, no, before I even ask that question, what type of kid were you? Were you like, were you like the sporty kid? Were you like the nerdy kid? What? Um, I was a sporty kid. Okay. I was, um, I guess, I guess I fluctuated between being a tomboy and being a girly girl. Mm -hmm. It was like, depending on my... It depended on my mood, like, okay, you know, I want to be kind of boyish right now and tough and play sports and stuff. And then sometimes I would just be like super girly and like wear makeup and plastic heels. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I was um, definitely wasn't a shy kid. I always spoke my mind. I've always like, you know, I've always kind of just been open with kind of just you know hard on my sleeve and see what's on my mind kind of person um so i guess yeah i mean i guess i was quiet depending on what crowd i was around Uh you know obviously 
if you're introduced to a new crowd, you're going to be like a little bit, you know, careful. Yeah. 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 So at times I could be very quiet, but it wasn't shyness or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. You were introverted until you were comfortable enough to be extroverted. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> what type of sports were you into? So we have this sport here in Brooklyn um, called handball. Handball. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just basically a wall and you just slap a ball <laughs> against the wall and you can play like, you know, two against two or you can just play one against one. Um, and it's it's pretty brutal on your hands. <laughs> like I've I've played to the point where my hand was like just completely swollen and bruised and wow, stuff because okay. that's how hard you, you got to hit the ball to Hard-core. get it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then there's like, you know, this like boundary on the wall, so you kind of have to hit it in the line. And yeah, it's just like a. I don't even know if they play this in other parts of the world or like where the sport came from (laughs) but it's something i grew up playing and yeah that's that and like shooting basketball Mm -hmm. you know not playing not like real basketball rules but kind of just like street rules i guess okay a lot more physical (laughs) just yeah a lot more physical Uh a lot more things allowed that's not allowed in basketball yeah um you know, stuff like that. Are you are you a basketball yeah. fan? Not really. No, you haven't been to no Nets games or Knicks games. No, I'm not really into sports. No, um, no, I just feel like it's it's a little too tribal for me. Right. Um, people get really passionate and yeah. really angry and really serious, and it's just like, oh god. But, you know, growing up, I did like Michael Jordan. Like, who didn't like Michael Jordan, you know? I was a big fan of him yeah. and um, would watch some of his games. And, you know, I love the Space Jam movie. The classic. <laughs> the classic. Yeah. So that's as far as I get with, base- with basketball. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you have, like, any idea what you wanted to be when you grew up? Because, you know, you ask kids and they're like, oh, I want to be an astronaut or a vet or you know something like that you know did did young little Irma have any idea um I definitely wanted to be an entertainer of some kind okay at first I was like oh I want to be a reporter because you know we would always watch the news and I didn't know what else I could be so I was just like I want to be on tv mm-hmm. I want to be you know I want to report the news yeah and then after a while I, I try to picture myself doing it, and I was like, it's kind of boring, right? It's kind of like, you know, there's just reading off of a teleprompter, and you're just, like, giving information. I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. And I wanted to be an actor at some point. Um, and I don't know, you know, you just have silly dreams when you're a kid, and then and then reality sinks in and it's like, nah, you, you know, you need a real job. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have time for, um, you know, exploring things like that. You got to mm-hmm. survive. So then I worked at Starbucks <laughs> and I was a barista for many years. And then after that, I, I got into like bartending. So, you know, I just did jobs that 
I kind of just needed to do. And yeah, I, I enjoy those jobs because you get to talk to people. So very social jobs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I'm very thirsty. No, you're good. Um, uh, the next, the follow up would be: Did you, um, did you, did you go to college or university and study? Um, and when, what did you used to do? So I wanted to be a psychologist. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I knew I wanted to go to college. I was like, I definitely want to go. I want to study. Um, I went to Hunter College, which is a city college. And um, I studied psychology and I, I wanted to get into, I didn't know exactly what field, like, like what specific area I wanted to get into. If I wanted to do research right, or if I wanted to actually have like patients, you know, one-on-one -on -one kind of thing. Yeah. But I think I was drawn to psychology because... Um, I just felt like I wanted to understand, like, the human mind a little better. Because I grew up around a parent who was, uh, had a lot of, like, mental illness issues and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, severe depression and, you know, was abusive and all those things. So I wanted to, like, learn, like, why this happens. How does this happen? Um, you know, and I wanted to, like, study how the brain works. I wanted to study um, how certain personalities develop and how your environment impacts who you become and things like that. So, you know, I was very interested in psychology. Yeah. But when I got there and I sat in class and actually listened to the lectures, I was like, this is just a bunch of bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> Because I just felt like um, they were just kind of telling us what to think. And I felt like some of the, the data that they collected, you know, probably had some bias in there. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, you know, some of these things don't apply to certain cultures. And, you know, obviously Western psychology is, they're going to use western people they're going to study western people yeah. and i just felt like you know there's cultural nuances that make people different and you know one thing might be considered normal to a certain group and then it might you know seem like a disorder to another yeah. <laughs> you know uh, something might be a survival mechanism and for a, a certain person of class you know like if you're poor you might have certain survival mechanisms that you grew up with. I see what you mean. But then if you're judging that as a psychologist, you might look at that and say, this person, you know, is maladjusted or something. So I just felt like, I was like, I don't know if I want to really study this, you know? And I, I lost my passion for it. And I started getting more into like, uh, like Eastern philosophy, like Buddhism okay. and those kind of ideas. Yeah. Um, you know, like listening to Alan Watts and I just, I just started looking for wisdom in other places. Mm -hmm. That <laughs> so makes I a dropped lot of out sense. of school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I dropped out of school. So anyway. <laughs> no, that, that makes um, a lot of sense given like what we know of you now and your channel and everything like that. Um, you know, a lot of mindfulness, 
you know, wellness, things like that. That does make sense. So you mm-hmm. said you, you had a job um, at Starbucks and um, you, you done some, what did you say? Waiting? Waitressing? Um, bartending. Bartending. That's what that was. That was it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And could you give us some insight into like, what you're doing now for work is it is it i don't know personally is it asmr full-time is it asmr part-time is it something else obviously you don't need to go into too much detail but well it's asmr full-time yeah thank god (laughs) because um you know it's not that i hate working (laughs) i i i enjoy bartending um but uh, sorry, I'm going to clear my throat for one second. No, you're good. I can feel myself wanting to do okay. that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the thing is, like, I I suffer from, like, cycles of depression. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just come out of nowhere. So it's really hard to have, like, a regular job, you know, without calling in sick because of... You know, I'm having like an emotional flashback or something yeah. or like I have like crippling anxiety and I to the point where I can't even process information, like doing a job feels impossible, you know. And the thing with bartending is that um, it became very easy to start using alcohol as a way to like ease my anxiety. So I knew it was starting to become unhealthy. Um you know, I wasn't like getting wasted on the job or anything like that. But, you know, the managers in these bars, they they like they want you to take shots with your with your customers. You know, they want you to like um, have a good time and be a fun, you know, kind of have a fun vibe and stuff. Yeah. So I, I would end up like taking shots on the job and stuff. And and I, I knew that like this is not going to work out as a long-term thing because I don't want to be like depending on, you know, a shot of whiskey to like calm down and stuff. Yeah. No. And then when I actually left bartending because the pandemic happened, so the bar closed, Right. um, I had a period of time where I wasn't drinking and then it actually made handling my anxiety even harder because I was relying on, you know, those kind of things. And when I didn't want to drink at home, because I just felt like I don't want to drink at home. <laughs> like I'm just at home. Yeah. You know, I had to like find other ways of coping. And I noticed that it kind of made me weaker in a way. Cause like I was like, okay, now I'm sober and I have to just deal with my anxiety. Like I have to find natural ways to do this. So, you know, I stopped. You know, I stopped drinking completely. And actually, the last drink I had was December of last year. So I kind of just, I don't drink socially or anything because I want to just be able to, like, give my brain a chance to learn to, you know, just cope with reality as it is. Yeah. You know? Sorry, that was, I have no idea what the question was. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, that's I just fine. like ramble. No, that's good. That's what we're here for. Um, no, that's I think that's super respectable what you've done, and it kind of been you know it kind of been easy at the same time. So, I think well done for for that. 
Um, well, that makes sense. The next thing I want to ask you, you've probably been asked like a thousand times and you've probably told this story a thousand times already, but, mm-hmm. um, how, how did you come across ASMR in the first place? What was that first experience of it for you? Was it in real life, you know, and then, um, on the internet, can you remember like the first video that you watched and stuff like that? Yeah. So I, um, I definitely experienced ASMR as a kid, you know, I would like, I would get it from old ladies, especially just cause like old ladies they just like move a certain way. They're just very careful <laughs> with everything they do. And, and especially Spanish old ladies, mm-hmm. like specifically, um, having that Spanish accent was such a big trigger for me which is why I, I do some videos with Spanish accents right. on my channel. I was going to ask you about that, actually. <laughs> because it's such a strong trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just hearing the cadence of this speech, you know, something about like uh, being careful with the words you're choosing because it's not your first language, you know, is is kind of like comforting to me. Yeah. It's just like I like the rhythm. It's endearing, um, yeah. So I definitely experienced it, you know, with family members and also like getting a haircut. I still get ASMR from haircuts, um, but I get time. so sleepy. It's embarrassing. Like the hairdresser will try to talk to me and I'm just like falling asleep on the <laughs> chair. <laughs> That's like the worst nightmare though. Like actually falling asleep and then like, what if you like started snoring in the chair? Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, like I, I, I've, I've had this um, really sweet hairdresser who was, you know, she was just like talking to me about music and stuff. I think we were talking about like Nirvana or something. They're like my favorite band. And she was like getting into like all this stuff she knew that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. But I was getting ASMR from it because she was kind of like speaking softly and cutting my hair about like, you know, things that I'm into. So I was just I, like... I wasn't even saying anything. I felt like, oh my God, maybe she thinks I'm rude. I'm just sitting there like, you know, getting my hair because she's just telling me all these facts about Kurt Cobain. I'm just like, okay, I'm in heaven. <laughs> so I didn't know what it was. I was like, do I have a fetish or something? Like, do oh I just, God. am I like a pervert? Like, I like to get my hair cut and feel good. Do I have a fetish? That's the funniest thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I didn't know what it was until um, my boyfriend actually introduced me to it. I think it was 2018 or something when I okay. or 17. Yeah, probably 2017. He it's pretty much when it was like me, blowing up as well. Yeah, so he was watching it since the beginning, since like you know, like nine years ago when the first or ten years ago when the first few videos came out. Yeah, so he knew about ASMR for a long time. And he introduced it to me. And I think the first video he played, I think, was Latte ASMR. Okay. I think it was like one of her eyebrow kind of videos. <laughs> <laughs> and he played it for me. And I think because I was being, my reaction was being observed by him, I kind of like, I was kind of like self-conscious about it. I was just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I was, it was kind of like, it was like cringy at first, my first experience. Yeah. I was just like, um, why is she talking to me like I'm a kid? You know, like 
I'm not dumb. Why is she talking so slow like that? You know? <laughs> I was like really turned off by it. I was like, why are you watching this? Like, and then I was like, I don't understand this. Like, I was so confused. But then my, because I had such a strong reaction, it made me so curious. When I was on my own, I was like, why were you so triggered by this? Mm-hmm. Like, why did this piss you off? And then I started watching videos to try to figure out, like, why I was reacting this way. And then I figured out, I'm like, okay, I know what it is. Like, I have a problem with letting go and just letting someone take care of me. You know? Yeah. Like, it was, a, it was like a, like, I had this block, like, you know, I had, like, my guard up, like, you know, I don't know you, don't touch my, you know, don't pretend you're doing my eyebrows, you know? <laughs> and then I kind of just had to learn to let go, let go yeah. and just relax and just not judge myself for enjoying it, yeah. you know, and just give myself permission to like feel like a baby. Why not be a freaking baby for 30 minutes and like let someone pamper you and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and then I really got into watching it and I loved it. So, yeah, that's my experience. <laughs> I, I always ask the question, like, you know, you've had that first experience. What made you stay for more? And, and sometimes people will say, like, well, they stumbled across it because they were looking for, like, a mental health outlet. Obviously, for you, that wasn't the case. But, you know, did it did it also help you, like, mentally to de-stress and to help with depression and stuff like that? Or is it just for the tingles for you? Yeah. Well, it definitely did help with that. I didn't know it was helping. I just, you know, I would just sometimes put it on in the morning and I didn't really make the connection that, oh, I'm anxious. So now I'm going to watch ASMR, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of just like would throw it on at different times, you know, throughout the day. I would just like watch, you know, like gentle whispering and, um, you know, and just like just watch some, you know, for a few minutes and it would kind of like help me reset. Um, but I definitely did use it that way, like for anxiety and stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, when I'm depressed, um, I'm very numb and I can't really feel much. Mm. So it makes me more depressed <laughs> to watch something that I can't experience. Right. So I so I end up like just avoiding everything, you know, like sometimes I, I can't even listen to music because it's That's... like, I, you know, there's like this... Uh, disassociation feeling almost like you're not in your body i know yeah. and so when you're listening to music you're just like what the hell's wrong with me like i can't feel anything mm-hmm. so i just end up like i'd rather be quiet and you know be like in nature or something like that yeah so yeah i don't use it for for those for those things moments. no yeah. that's fair mm-hmm. um okay so what what was that transition like between going from being a fan of ASMR to actually thinking like, oh, I can, you know, I can do this myself. Like, you know, let's start a channel. What was, what was the motivational push there? Cause I noticed you, you, you made your channel in August, 2020, which was obviously, mm-hmm. you know, very early in the pandemic. So did that, you know, did that help push things as well? Definitely. So I was actually in acting school at the time. Um, I was in a like a one year conservatory program 
It was like really intense, you know, five days a week plus rehearsals on weekends. And, you know, it's in New York City and it was very competitive kind of uh, environment and school and stuff. And so I was like totally invested in becoming an actor. I was like, I want to be an actress. Um, I want to, you know, I want to study with the best and get good training and all that stuff. And so I was going to the school and I was just getting like literally immersed and bombarded by like ideas and inspiration and like learning all these different uh, techniques on how to like, you know, break down barriers and just like be yourself and just like, you know, open up emotionally and feeling comfortable in front of the camera and all those things. And I was getting this really intense training that actually looking back, you know, helped me become a good ASM artist because, you know, I worked on any kind of shyness or any kind of like, you know, putting up a false facade or whatever, you know, the things that you need to like break down to be a good actor. Mm -hmm. So I was in school at the time in person, obviously, and then the pandemic happened and you know, we had to switch to Zoom classes. Like we had to do scenes like this where we're kind of just like on video doing scene. And it was like the most depressing thing. (laughs) It was like, it just, it felt so weird. And like, it's just, there's just, you can't compare to like being on stage with another actor face to face. Like the atmosphere is different the feedback you're giving each other is completely different you know there's a whole different like aura you know that's in that space that you just can't get from the video you know you don't get them like social cues either to like know when to you know and re-engage and engage like i can imagine that was hard as well yeah like the micro expressions Mm. you can't really read it too well on you know video like this yeah um and also you can see yourself, which is awkward as hell when you're acting. You're like, like you like see yourself in the little display. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the pandemic happened. And then I graduated in May of 2020 from acting school with all this inspiration, like feeling so excited for, you know, this new life of going out and auditioning. And the industry was pretty much closed. You couldn't really audition anywhere. No. Like there were no jobs, you know, like it's the height of the pandemic. And I just, I felt like, I mean, I went through a really deep depression first, of course, mm-hmm. perfect timing. Um, you know, I was just like, okay, what am I going to do? I have to like, for me, creating just felt like an impulse. Like I have to like, not an impulse, uh, like a compulsion almost. I don't know whatever i'm probably mixing up the two words but like it felt like i have to create like if i don't i'm gonna die right (laughs) so like i have to make something outside myself Uh you know yeah yeah and and i didn't know what i was like i don't know i want to do youtube but i don't know exactly what what can i do like and then i was thinking you know maybe i can teach acting uh for beginners or something you know i was like oh God, I don't want to be a teacher. Like, I don't think I'm qualified for this. And 
actually, my partner actually told me, he put the idea in my head. He's like, why don't you make ASMR videos? Like he saw it in me before I ever saw it in me. Mm-hmm. Like, That's nice. I can, I'm like, I'm an anxious mess. Like who the hell am I going to calm down? I can't even calm down myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. He's like, you should try it. Like try it out. You might be really good at it. And I, I tried it, you know, I, I, that's kind of where I started. I was kind of doing it as a hobby at first. And then I really loved doing it, especially role plays. Cause it really is, you know, acting crosses over in there, you 100%, know, yeah. you're kind of playing a character and there's a camera and you, you know, you, it's almost like the camera is a person and you're treating them as a person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, a lot of it clicked. It just felt like this makes sense. Like I want to do this. Yeah. Um, and then I started doing it a little bit more seriously, like, okay, like I want to actually grow my channel and actually, actually do this, you know, for a living. And that's where we are. There we go. Now I'm getting interviewed by Sammy Samara. <laughs> <laughs> you make that sound like a highlight, but it's just, it's really a low light. I made it to the top, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you flattered me. Did you, so when you? <laughs> I think from what you just said there, it sounded like when you first started, you didn't really have um, any expectations, and then as you kind of went on, you kind of push yourself a bit more to, you know, make it like a sustainable thing, right? I always had expectations. I'll be lying if oh, I did. act like I didn't have expectations. Okay. I was like, I'm just doing this as a hobby. But then I was like getting the most expensive camera and then like uh, trying to get the best mic and like doing all this research and uh-huh. like, you know, I, I kind of like fooled myself to be like, oh, this is just an expensive hobby. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it was like, you know, because I think if I, if I, if I told myself that like, if I put all this pressure on myself to like make it and grow my channel and make a living doing this. It would have just been so crippling, all that pressure, and it would have just been like, like, uh, I don't know, paralyzing, you know? Because yeah. then you are just become obsessed with, like, the numbers and, you know, not that I'm not obsessed with the numbers. It's hard. It's hard not to be. YouTube makes it all like that. They do. I swear. They're so toxic. Yeah. Um, I hope they're not listening. No, they are. Right. Even right I'm... now, when it's not even, it's not even aired yet, they're still listening right now. Of course. I'm going to have this cough drop. I hope nobody is annoyed by the sounds. But oh. My throat is very dry. Oh, good. No, you're <laughs> fine. Um, okay. The next question I have is... Um, now, you've, you said that your partner kind of pushed you, maybe not inspired you, but motivated you to start in the first place. But did you have any... Did you have any other external mo- um, inspirations? And as well, did you take any inspiration from other ASMR creators before you started and, you know, looked at what they were doing and thought, you know, I don't want to copy them, but I'd love to mm-hmm. integrate some some of their style, some of their some of their vibe into into Absolutely. my videos. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I watched a lot of uh, Latte ASMR. Mm-hmm because i just i love her style i love her setups her set designs i was very inspired by her sets i wanted to do something like that um i watched a lot of gentle whispering of course because i felt like 
she's like the queen, you know? Right. I was like, I got to A lot of people mention, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I want to, I want to kind of like understand what's working, uh, like what, what people are looking for, like, because, you know, when you're completely new to something, um, unless you're some kind of genius or something, <laughs> you kind of have to, you kind of have to have a model, you know, at first, mm -hmm. like, you know, to follow along and to kind of learn, you know, how to do a beginning, middle, end of a video, Absolutely. like what to include, like what props are, you know, are being used out there? What kind of role plays are people looking for? So obviously, you know, I had to do like my research and watch a bunch of different videos and stuff. But then I also wanted to, of course, bring my own original, like, take into it. And I wanted, I wanted to make, at first when I started off, I wanted to make the videos like as realistic as possible. Like I wanted the role plays. Like if you look at my earlier medical videos, I did a lot of research on medical terms and I wanted it to be very accurate and very real mm -hmm. and almost feel like you're there, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I started sort of evolving into, you know, when I started doing Reiki stuff. You know, that's all like energy work. And, you know, it's it's kind of like, um, it's almost like, like instead of pretending you're in a room with me, it's almost like I'm in your mind with you in those videos. Mm -hmm. I kind of made it feel like somehow I'm like in this dream with you, you know? And Love it. that's something that kind of just took a life of its own i don't know where that came from <laughs> <laughs> i was just tired of creating realistic stuff and i was like you know this is so boring <laughs> you know i just feel like as an artist you know you're constantly evolving and changing and stuff and yeah you little by little you just kind of start finding your own unique take in your own style and yeah. stuff and that's kind of like where i'm at now love your insight i love your voice as well i'm just like i'm so relaxed listening to your voice right now <laughs> but you. i i gotta stay awake and focus. <laughs> um <clears throat> so the last part of the past section is a very simple question and is where does your channel name come from now i did i did some googling and i'm pretty sure it means like irma the sweet or like irma the gentle yeah. is that right yes exactly so there is an old film called Irma La, La Dolce, I think it's pronounced. It's a French film. And Shirley MacLaine is Irma in the film. And she's amazing. And she plays a prostitute who actually, it's a love story actually, who falls in love with this cop or something. Right. This cop like ends up with her and he's in love with her and she's kind of like this wild free spirit woman and it's a beautiful love story and my real name is Irma and I love the film and I wanted to use like the title but like kind of make the Spanish version of it so instead of the French la la doce or whatever it is yeah um or la douce or something I changed it to Irma la dulce in Spanish which is you know and it also makes sense Irma the sweet because yeah you know it kind of goes with the role plays i do so 
It did. Well, yeah, when I seen it, when I seen it on Google, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But you should. I just had an idea. You should. You should do a role play based on that story that you just told about there, because then you'd have like that full circle moment. I will at some point. I've actually thought about that. Yeah, I will. You need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. She has like very iconic like costuming and stuff. And um, yeah, why not play a woman of the night <laughs> in an ASMR video? Hopefully it doesn't get demonetized. Uh, don't I've worry. I've actually had one video get demonetized, actually. Oh. oh, no. But I fought it. I fought it like hell because um, it was just a medical video. Like, I wasn't doing anything, you know, nothing suggestive. Like, there was no, uh, like, crazy eating the mic or something or whatever or mouth sounds or anything that could be misinterpreted. In any way, it was mm-hmm. literally just like, I'm your doctor and I'm going to give you a checkup for an hour Yeah, and it's going to be thorough and I'm going to be soft-spoken the whole time. And they've somehow, they demonetized. And then I requested for a human reviewer and the person determined that it was sexualized content. I'm like, sexualized content? You bastard. Like... <laughs> Who is this incel reviewing my freaking video? Like, this guy probably has never gotten laid, and he's watching my ASMR video, and because he was aroused, I got to be labeled as sexual content. And then I, you know, I went on Google Help or whatever, and I spoke to someone, and I just, like, I feel sorry for that person. (laughs) Just kept bending. I was just like, how dare you accuse me of creating sexual content? Like, my own son watches this video, you know, like I have a, I have shared custody with my ex-husband and when my kids are not with me, my son misses me at night. So he literally watches me ASMR to help him sleep. And I told him, I was like, listen, my, like my 10 year old watches this. Do you think I would make sexual content? And they were like, okay, I'm sorry. We're going to have this fixed. We're going to review it again. And then they fixed it. You know, then it was like done. But this is like a thing with female creators in ASMR. This is a big thing. It happens to even GB, who has a huge channel, okay? Like, probably the biggest ASMR channel, I believe. Um, And it happens to even smaller channels. It's just, like, there's just something about a beautiful woman speaking softly that is, like, illegal in the community guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially if she's busty, forgive me for saying, but I'm sorry. I see a correlation here with big tits and getting demonetized. <laughs> it's like, you can still make legit ASMR just because you're showing cleavage doesn't mean it's sexualized yeah. content. It yeah. means you want it to look, you want it to look a certain way. Think about it. What if Marilyn Monroe created ASMR? Is she supposed to wear a fucking turtleneck? She's Marilyn Monroe. She's no. going to be herself, which is bubbly, gorgeous, you know, and she's going to do ASMR the way she does it. Yeah. So, like, it's almost like you're not allowed to be a certain level of hot and make ASMR without having problems with the algorithm. Oh, yeah. So uh, I, I literally hide my chest. If you look at my videos, I hide because I don't want this. I don't want to deal with this crap. No. Like, I don't like all my sure thumbnails, like, job. I hide. I like, and it's not easy to hide these. All right, these are like double D's, you know. It's not easy to hide these, 
But I purposefully cover up and hide because I'm aware that like, oh, I'm being judged by a human reviewer in YouTube. So I need to like tone it down, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's really frustrating. I don't know what we need to do something as female creators, like all come together and strike or something. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. And just I feel make like a massive like protest collaboration video and just everyone just show cleavage in the video on the <laughs> thumbnail just like like have a thousand boobs on the thumbnail like like you know asmr protests <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah i'm here for that because they're so offended by it it's like it's so ridiculous yeah i think we could have yeah. a a separate podcast on its own talking about that <laughs> and we're not gonna do that because we'd be here forever I'm sorry for venting. No, but I had to. I had to say that. No, that's what the people um, want. Oh, so <laughs> that concludes um, what I call the past section, and now we're going to move on to the present. Now, when I say the mm -hmm. present, it's still kind of in the past, but it's from when you've uploaded that first video. Now, the first right. video that I could see was titled um, "ASMR." Funnily enough, this is very funny. Psychologist roleplay, something you probably knew very well. It has 80,000 views. Now, the mm -hmm. first question is, was this actually your first ever video or, or have you deleted some videos? Because I realized that you made your channel in August, but this didn't get uploaded till November. So you did your research, huh? Uh -huh, yeah. Smart. Nothing gets past me. Inspector Savvy. <laughs> <laughs> so I deleted so many <laughs> I've deleted so many videos and you I'm probably cheater. still going to delete more. You cheater. I'm just like, I could not leave it up. I was just like, this is so cringe. Like, this is like not even ASMR. Like, this is horrible. Oh. I have to delete this. Yeah, I've deleted some videos, but not my, my first one's still on there. I deleted like 10 videos. I don't know. I just, my first video, first of all, was like me reading a children's book. And it was like a really sad children's book. I don't know why I picked, like, why did I pick a sad book? This, you know, um, but yeah, I, it was uh, Love Me Forever or something like that, or Love You Forever. I don't know if you heard of it. No, I never heard of that. It's like, it's, it, it goes through this whole story where like the different phases of your life, like you when you're a baby and then a toddler and a kid and... And it's like, there's this little song that repeats throughout, like, I love you forever and whatever, whatever. And then at the end, at the end, you're an adult and you're holding your parent who's elderly in your arms and you're rocking them and singing the song to them. So it reverses. It goes from your parent raising you to you being the adult oh. and taking care of your elderly parent. Oh my gosh. And it's so depressing. <laughs> In a good way, like right. it's profound, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know why. I think I was, I don't know. I, I know the book left me feeling a certain way and I just didn't remember how it ended. So it was too late. Like I was like reading the book and I was like trying to hold back tears. <laughs> I was like. Yeah, you can't, you can't cry on your first day of some you? <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, this video is horrible. I'm going <laughs> to. I have to delete it. Okay. See, this, so the hard thing about this is 
I like to talk about these early videos, Irma, and you've just, you know, you know, the the cringy and all that all that goodness for a reason. So I had to assume that this psychologist one was your first one. So it has eighty thousand views right now. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's um that's obviously grew over time. Um yeah. do you remember like how well that video in particular did when it first came out? Was that your first one that like kind of hit hit you know, got traction and started to grow? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that was the first one that um, definitely hit like the 10,000 mark when I had a small channel. Yeah. And um, yeah, I felt like, all right, I I, I made a good video. So I I left it up. It kind of just like, it grew over time, definitely. It wasn't one of those that blew up and then slowed down. It kind of just kept consistently doing well every month and stuff. Yeah. Um, And that's a Spanish accent video. No. yeah so yeah so the other thing i noticed about that video as well was you know you've got you've got a green screen set up there you had um you had uh sound effects for the rain and stuff like that going on so it was like a it was like a lot and i was like again i thought this was the first video i was like there's so much going on here for a first video this is insane um what like what made you did you kind of just want to jump right in with like very technical, highly produced videos and stuff like that? Was that like an aim of yours at the beginning? I think, um, I think I was just so insecure as an artist at first that I was trying to overcompensate for my lack of skills. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to use a green screen and I was just really ambitious. Like I'm going to do this and use rain and whatever. Um, so but the thing with green screen is that it takes so much time to like edit, mm-hmm. especially if it's spotty. And also like it made me look so pale, like I look like a vampire. And I was just like, okay, I'm done with green screens. It's like too much work, too much time. So I just stopped using them completely. That is and your started last building. You've never done a green screen I, video since. I think so, yeah. It was like a waste of money, like <laughs> green screen and all the lights and stuff. Um but yeah, I, I, I couldn't do it after that. I was like, oh God, I cannot be editing for this long. And it was like, there's still spotty, you'll see in the video, there's like still spotty parts where like, you can tell it's a fake background and just, you'll see like a ball of light appear out of nowhere and then disappear. And it's very distracting. It's just like, what the hell is that? It's like a portal is opening up and then it just closes. <laughs> it's actually an alien role play in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you definitely need a psychologist if you're seeing those things. <laughs> it would be funny if I acknowledged it in the video. I'm like, portal, what portal? Okay. <laughs> We're going to run some more tests. That's so funny. That's so funny. Oh, man. <laughs> That's got me. Um, So normally like i just said like normally i try to find like trends in early videos because like you can kind of see like you know you go from like hundreds of views to like a thousand views and and stuff like that but obviously Mm -hmm. when i look at your channel now um you know aside from ones that you deleted because i can't see them you know all of them have all of them videos have good good views like they're all over like ten thousand views Mm -hmm. um is that a reflection on 
you know, how well that you started off your channel, or is it just that you've deleted all the bad ones? Or both? Come on, you know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it might be a bit of both, though. No, I definitely, I had, I had videos that had, like, you know, 2,000 views, 5,000 views starting off, and they started getting higher and higher. And then it got to a point where, like, my lowest was 10,000, you know? Um, because I think I just got better at doing ASMR. But yeah, I deleted a lot of the ones that had lower views. I think if my, right now, if I post a video that doesn't do so great, mm -hmm. I think the lowest it goes is like, um, 30, right. 35,000. Yeah. Um, but of course that's less than the subscribers I have. And then if it does really well, it can go up to like, you know, over a hundred thousand. So. It depends on, I guess, how popular a topic is and if the algorithm likes me that day, and if my subscribers are actually watching my stuff, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, because you, you can see the stats, you can see if your subs are actually watching yeah, or if they're just like not clicking on it. Yeah. And there some people, you know, people do get notified, but they just might not be into it. They're like, eh, I'll skip this one. Mm -hmm. They'll upload again later. So whatever. Yeah. They get spoiled, you know? <laughs> yeah it's tough no it is um did you did you do like a lot of experimenting early on you know with your content was Definitely. it kind of like finding your feet finding what worked yes absolutely if you go to a playlist i have with a bunch of unlisted videos so they're not deleted but you can watch them they're unlisted um there's a playlist called older videos and if you go there, I have like a nun role play. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have school teacher stuff like teaching Spanish class. Um, I have, I don't know, a few like other experimental stuff. I had one called like sleep goddess or something. And, and I use like echo effect and I, I kind of, I don't know. I don't know what that was. That was just like... <laughs> That was just like a fantasy kind of stuff. I don't know. I did a pirate role play. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I was like a pirate and you were like in chains or whatever. And I was trying to, I don't know, take care of you or something. Um, so yeah, I definitely experimented. I had a lot of fun making those role plays. Those are like the most fun role plays. But the algorithm doesn't like your stupid corny ideas. Mm -hmm. The algorithm is a machine that wants to be fed by, you know, high searched keyword terms, you know? Medical role so, plays for days. Exactly. It sucks. So, you know, right now I'm, I'm kind of having a lot of fun with the Reiki stuff because the Reiki videos are doing well, but it allows me to be creative. Yeah. Because, you know, I am playing a character who's in your mind. So I'm allowed to do all these like fantasy stuff you know mm -hmm. um but yeah so i guess i just mostly do medical stuff and and reiki no, I mean, right the, now it's like there's still a lot of diversity and that's like why that's what i noticed when i was looking through your videos because they were all role plays but they were like so so different like i i said in your summary at the start you know um you know how you had medical somewhere somewhere reiki somewhere like more um like spa focused things like makeup and stuff like that um mm -hmm. 
So I think that's I think that's a good testament to you. Um, the first video that I seen, like that I come across that had like over a hundred thousand views, was uh, titled ASMR Spanish Accent Barber. Uh, this has mm-hmm. this has one hundred thirty thousand views currently, um, and I'm guessing this one really blew up at the time, given how much it's how much how many views it's got now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my first one that blew up. Oh, okay. That's good. Because obviously Barbershop is very popular. Yeah. Um, And I kind of did mine like a 1970s Puerto Rico setting, you know, kind of thing. So I kind of put my own spin on it and I used my Spanish accent and I channeled my aunt (laughs) and like other, other family members who were like super, you know, super affectionate and touchy and you know just want to take care of you and stuff so yeah so that one did really well yeah because i but then i was disappointed i was like damn do i need to like always do a spanish accent now (laughs) i was like i want i kind of want to be myself sometimes (laughs) oh that was like that was my next question was i I noticed you'd done a couple of videos with this spanish accent and the Mm -hmm. question i had was like do them ones always tend to like do really well they did at first, but then I stopped doing them because I just felt like like the Spanish accent videos were always getting more views. And I was just like, God, I just, I want to, <laughs> can people like my regular accent? Like, can you, mm-hmm. can you guys give me a chance to like be myself? So I start, I stopped doing it and I just started doing videos in my own accent for a while. And then I brought the Spanish accent back and it did poorly. And then I was like, maybe it's just a topic. So I waited a while and I brought it back again and it did poorly again. And then people were telling me, oh, I like the regular accent. And I was like, okay, I guess I just over time grew an audience that was used to my regular accent that they were confused. They were like, oh, she's playing a character right now. Yeah. And some people are not into that. Some people are not into you playing a character. So I kind of, I don't really do it anymore. Like the last one I did was maybe a month ago, but that didn't even do well. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to retire the Spanish accent, save it for Patreon or something. <laughs> and just, you know, use my, my, uh, my posh New York accent. Yeah. I call this posh, I, even though it's not really posh, but um like the accent i grew up with is very different from how i speak now like i learned how to like hide my accent i had a really really ghetto accent Uh and i was like i sound like i sounded like a like a like a street kid you know and i noticed that it was affecting my ability to like get jobs for job interviews and I also noticed people like judging me because of the way I spoke, like they assumed that, you know, I speak like a lower class, you know, kid from a poor neighborhood. So I must be dumb or something, you know? So right. like, so I started to like, uh, you know, just change my accent and learn how to neutralize it make it less regional. So sometimes people are like, oh, you don't sound like you're from Brooklyn, you know? And, uh... <laughs> When I'm with my family, it comes out like the Brooklyn comes out. That happens. <laughs> that does happen. Yeah, you can like you can notice it's that a little there. bit, but it's like yeah. some yeah, things you like certain things you'll say, and I can like 
I can relate to that with my accent. Like my accent is quite a strong one for the UK, but I think being online and like having to pronounce words <laughs> like yeah. better, you know, I've kind of it's kind of like yeah. kind of posh poshified my own accent. <laughs> oh, really? Where did you grow up? So it's like right in the northwest. So it's like it's like just south of like the Scottish border. So there's some people mm-hmm. I do sound Scottish, but I'm not. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't I can't I can't like guess what region people are from when I hear it's hard, yeah. That kind of accent. I'm just like I just know you're in the UK somewhere. I just I, I can't Yeah. You know. <laughs> I, like... I know there's differences. I could hear differences. I just don't know where, you know, the regions are and stuff. Right. So if I did this accent you'd be able to tell that it's different? Yes. Okay, you could I can t- hear it. You could tell that was different. What is that? Irish or something? No, that was Scottish. Oh, that was Scottish. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Forgive me. Yeah, any Scottish people, people like right that mistake. Yeah. Oh, dare she. <laughs> no, the funniest thing about um you doing the barber video is I think that was my first experience of ASMR as a kid. And it because this is when like I don't even know if YouTube was a thing or it was only just starting right now. So this was like way before like even yeah even before it was called asmr there was mm-hmm. th- there was this like audio that went round on people's phones like so i was like maybe i think maybe like 10 11 at the time so this was like in like 2005 something like that and you had to put the head you put the headphones in and it was called um oh i can't remember what it was called now but it was like something barbershop and you would you put the headphones in and close your eyes and it would be like you were sitting in a barber chair, just like ASMR is now, but like back then it was like What? Yeah, yeah. And there they was had that? Yeah, and there was a guy called um it, one was one was called Manuel and I can't remember what the other guy was called, but it was like some other like Spanish sounding name. And they would like cut your hair and then it was only like a two minute, three minute long audio, maybe not even that. And right at the end, he got like, he went really quiet. And then in one ear, all you would hear is, Satara. <laughs> and it would give you like, what? it would give you like, tink- it's still on YouTube now. I'll send you the link to it after this. Yes, please do. It's so good. Um, <laughs> but I'll always remember that. That's my first experience of ASMR. And again, didn't even know what it was What year ASMR. was that? This when was, was that? This was like, well, I, I, I'm guessing because I can't remember that well, but it was like around 2005. Just one of these oh, things wow. that went round on people's phones. Yeah, I don't That's even. Crazy. Yeah, I don't even know. So, but I'm pretty They're sure. Pioneers. <laughs> yeah, literally what? Wait, what was that last word he whispered? Satera. Why? What is that? I don't even know, but it t- it tingles really bad. Satera. Yeah. Probably like a made-up word that just is just supposed to trigger you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Satara. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. So, so that's that. <laughs> Going that that was like a tangent I had. Um, getting back on track, I think you kind of answered this before, but how much like prep do you put into your role plays? Because I think you talked about, you know, studying topics and things like that, mm-hmm. and like um, studying like keywords. But do you? Do you script your role plays? Do you do like practice runs, things like that? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So when I'm going to do a video, um, 
So if it's a brand new topic I've never done before, like when I did my first chiropractic video, right. I had to study a lot about anatomy and, um, you know, watch actual professional like medical school videos and also like, uh, you know, like actual chiropractic videos um, just so I can understand uh, like what words they use, like what kind of um, explanations they give patients and stuff. And I kind of base my my model on that, like actual real life. And then um, I don't write a script because I find that when I, if I do write a script, I feel like um, the camera picks up on, and the camera picks up on everything. The camera picks up on like, like I'm trying to regurgitate a script, you know, like it's, it almost like adds this fake layer of like, I'm not really talking to you. I'm just trying to get my lines, right, you know? Right, right, yeah. And um, so I don't write a script. I just write like general uh, like stage directions, you know, mm-hmm. like first do the haircut, then you're going to trim the beard. Right. And, you know, kind of like what you mean. Yeah. things that I need to do um, that I have to film. And then uh, for Reiki videos to prepare for those. So here's the thing. If you see a Reiki video, I'm doing well. <laughs> If I don't post a Reiki video for a while, it's because I'm probably going through like a cycle of depression. Mm-hmm. Like those type of videos, there's just no way I can fake it. Like I need to be in a certain headspace to be able to like uh, do energy work. Otherwise, there's like another layer there of just like, you know, like if I'm not feeling good emotionally, it's going to be hard for me to connect with you. Yeah. Um, Because I'm just going to feel like kind of distant, if that makes sense. No, it does, yeah. So like when I do Reiki, I have to do a lot of meditation. I have to do a digital fast. I don't like to read negative or positive comments. Both of them are distracting. (laughs) So I just keep away from, you know, social media for like at least a day. And I do like a lot of meditating, breathing. And I talk to myself a lot. But I'm not really talking to me. I kind of talk to you, the viewer, throughout the day. Yeah. So I say things like, um, let's say I'm washing dishes and I'm practicing. I'm like, so how are you feeling lately? And what is it you need? You know, what are your needs? What are you, what are you missing? What's distracting you? Um, how can I help you? How can I serve you? Like, how can I... Uh, make you feel better or something, you know, like I'll do stuff like that to coach myself and get myself in a headspace where I'm in a mode where like I'm going to serve and I'm going to like be a conduit or something of positive energy. Yeah. Um. So the prep for Reiki, I try not to write, <laughs> I try not to write any, anything down for Reiki videos except for like the things I need to film, you know, like I need to do. Uh, negative energy plucking that's like literally all I write or like hand movement reiki section because if I write too much then the script and the and the uh the piece of paper that I wrote is just in my head the whole time I'll just keep thinking about it like oh check the paper you know Mm -hmm. so I try to just connect to like the camera as much as I can and I I try to treat it as if it's a real person you know and 
So that's my prep for like for Reiki. Um, and yeah, medical videos, mostly just researching. And um, I like to do rehearsals for my videos. So I'll do, I'll build my set completely and all my props are there. Sorry. I'm like choking on this cough drop. Mm. And then I, you know, I do a, a run where I actually do record audio and video and I test out different props to see what they sound like, what they feel like. And I also treat it as if I'm really doing the video. So, so it's like a rehearsal, um, you know, and I try things on. Sometimes watching it back allows me to discover new triggers that I hadn't thought of. So I'll look at it and I'll be like, hey, this actually worked out pretty great. I want to I wanna implement that. Um, and I kinda, it's almost like being a director for yourself, you know? Like you yeah. watch yourself be like, oh, that was a good moment. I should have kept that longer. So when I really film it, I'll make sure I do that. You do that. Okay. Um, so that's, a lot of work. That's, that's pretty much the sets are actually more work like a designing a full set i don't know if you, you've seen some of my backgrounds yeah i have um, <laughs> like i spent like three hours doing a set and getting the lighting right and um you know if it's a barbershop i build like a, a whole wall for a barbershop with mirrors and all this stuff that's crazy what you do <laughs> and if it's medical i make it look like a real medical setting and I'm lucky that people have donated to my channel. I'm so lucky that people have, uh, you know, Kofi or Kofi, whatever that is yeah. called. People have donated there to help me get props because they know I'm OCD and crazy with props. Uh -huh. And they've, they've actually, people have been very generous, especially in the beginning of my channel, to help me get stuff because they know I like to, do you, you know, build sets and stuff. Do you have a throne? I do. I have yeah. a throne now. Yeah, now I have okay, a throne good. and someone actually bought an expensive light that I thought no one would ever buy. <laughs> but if, like, I can use it for tons of medical videos. That's so nice. I'm, yeah. I'm so grateful. Um, you deserve it. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, yeah. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> I love that insight into that. You, always, you clearly put like so much, you know, effort and time into your videos. Like... <laughs> just to get them right before you even film. And I think that does show, you know, when you watch them. So uh, kudos to you for that. And it's funny that you mentioned the chiropractor video because I've got to talk about your most popular video, which is ASMR chiropractor full body exam. This mm -hmm. this video is nuts. And it's no, it's no surprise that it's the most viewed. So it's got um, over 300,000 views currently. Yeah. Is that is that mind blowing to you that like so many people have watched that video? Um, I've never processed it. I don't allow myself to process it because I feel like, um, I don't know. I I feel like if I think about it, I might get too cocky and like, oh, look what I can do, you know? Big fear boots. So like, yeah. So I try to stay humble and I, I try to just look at it as, you know, yeah, lots of people watched it uh, and it, you know, it served them in some way, you know, because sometimes you'll have tons of views, but it doesn't always translate as subscribers. Like people don't always like actually subscribe, right, right. especially since YouTube was like bought by Google and they changed their whole model where it's like it's not really a search engine anymore. It's more like you open the app and you're bombarded by a bunch of videos. Like 
hey, you'll like this, you'll like this, you'll like that. And sometimes, like, you don't even really search for much. You kind of just open YouTube, and there's tons of You're stuff to watch that. already. Yeah. And with ASMR, I can imagine, like, there's a lot of us out there. I can imagine for people that, you know, their homepage is filled with ASMRs. So, like, I feel like a lot of people don't tend to subscribe anymore to things because they feel like there's always something to watch. And, right. And you might, you might actually, like, keep popping up in their feed. So they might even forget to subscribe because they're like, oh, you're right there. I can just watch you anytime, you know? And I totally know what you're saying. I think, like, I feel like that's happened with me before. Like, I thought I've subscribed to someone. But, mm -hmm. like, YouTube, the algorithm is just recommending it, that channel to me so much that it's just always yeah. there. Yeah, and you just forget. So, so yeah, a lot of people watched it and it served, uh, you know, served them. And I'm happy for that. And I think that's good enough for me. Did you did you think that video in particular was was gonna do well? Was it it was gonna go viral, or did you have no idea? Oh, I knew. Oh, she knew. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna make a banging video. That's it. I was like, I this is what I do every once in a while. I get like crazy manic or something. I don't know what happens to me, but every once in a while I get very competitive with myself, and I'm like. I'm going to make the best video I ever made on my channel. And it was one of those days like where I was brainstorming and I was like, I don't want to do the same usual crap. I want to do something different. I want to do, I want to innovate something. I want to, you know, make something different and make it more like your full body feels it, you know, mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. just like your, not just the cameras, your, your face, but like it's, you know, your whole body. And, um, and yeah, and I knew, like, I, I tried to make a clickbaity uh, thumbnail. I did that on purpose. And because um, I wanted to have a high click-through rate, obviously. No, you need that. You need that. <laughs> and I, I just, I knew. I knew it was going to be good. I was like, I'm going to make a good video. Damn it. <laughs> I love, I love the honesty. Like, I always ask that question. And like, so many people are like, oh, no, I had no idea, you know. I <laughs> um, was like, yeah, I knew this was going to slap yeah because <laughs> it's like it's like 50 minutes long right or something like that it's like it's so long yeah oh yeah it was longer than that it was like probably an hour and a half and i cut it down do um so that's what i do i film like crazy long videos and then i torture myself when i edit and then i go through and i sift through all the junk i'm like yeah this is crap oh i'm keeping this, this is a golden moment uh -huh. and then i try to just piece together a bunch of golden moments yeah, you, this is now now this is an epic masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> do you think the like do you think the length of the video like helps it do well? You know, obviously people can watch for longer and that, that drives the algorithm, right? Do you Yeah, do you agree? definitely. Yeah. I feel like thirty minutes minimum for my videos. Um, I feel like twenty minutes is too short. As a viewer, I feel that way. And also just like in the past I've experimented with twenty minute videos. And people just don't stay on. Like, it's almost like they know that the video is going to end and they have, like, separation anxiety from you or something. And they're just like, they're like, oh, no, I'm not going to watch till the end. Bye. <laughs> but for some reason, when I have longer videos that are, like, an hour long, my watch time is, like, crazy. It's, like, average 20 minutes. People are watching for, like, 20 minutes. Wow. And that's probably because they fall asleep and it, <laughs> it keeps playing. <laughs> And it's also probably because yeah, that's some true. people really like, some people are like wondering, like, why is it an hour long? What else is in there? 
is this like two videos in one? And then I have some subscribers who actually return the next night to finish watching the video. Okay, that's because, cool. Because they know that they're going to get value. Like it's, it's long because it's like two videos in one, you know? Mm -hmm. It's perfect for like a nap or something. Yeah. So I tend to make longer videos. And also because I like to take my time. I feel like if I have to make a short video, I feel like it's going to be rushed because I know I have so many things I have to do. Um, I like to just take my sweet time and it just ends up being 35 minutes, 40 minutes, you know? So, yeah, longer videos, Sammy. Start making long videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... It'll be worth it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about that? about that video in particular that made it do so well like what what was it that really kind of transcended anything else that you did that you've done? i think i was i was definitely on for that video like as a creator i'm pretty sure you know when you're editing if you were on for that video or if you just had like brain fog throughout uh-huh no i feel <laughs> so that. For that i was just like on i was in my flow state like the camera was a real person the entire time it, not once was it like, not once did I look at myself in the display screen. In the viewfinder, I, yeah. I, was, I wasn't checking myself out like this and doing ASMR. I was <laughs> completely serving you 100%. Didn't care about myself. Didn't care about how I looked, what my angles were of, of my face, whatever. I was just completely in a flow state, serving. The camera was a real person. And... I knew my, I knew my, uh, my role play really well. Like I knew, you know, this is a chiropractor thing. I'm going to adjust your body. I'm going to, you know, test your range of motion first. Then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. So I kind of like already rehearsed it well and it made me feel confident. And also I feel like confidence is such a big thing because like I've actually studied hypnosis. Um, and one thing with hypnosis, like it doesn't work if the therapist is not confident. If they're confident, like mm -hmm. people will let go. People will just trust you and let you take care of them. Yeah. If they feel like you're an expert in whatever it is you're doing. So confidence is a big one. And I was definitely confident in that video. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it, it definitely comes across. Yeah. Um, so at this point, you've got... 23 videos over 100,000 views um Damn, which is counting me <laughs> i love a good stat which is all which is actually well out of the videos that you've got live on there that people can view that is over a third mm -hmm. of your videos now and i'd mm -hmm. say i'd say you're averaging around 60 to 70,000 views per video at the moment do do them stats i know you said you're not really a stats stats girl but do they do they put into perspective what you've achieved so far all it does is drive you crazy that's all it does because whenever you think you're good at something then you have to keep being good at it otherwise you feel like you had a mojo that you lost mm -hmm. and then you're just like what happened to my mojo like why can't i reach those numbers anymore so there had like i set these goals for myself sometimes um where I feel like if I reach 100,000 views, then I know I made a banging video and I chose the right thumbnail because there are videos that have really long watch time, like 
The average is like 25 minutes. And I know it's a very good video, but for whatever reason, my thumbnail just didn't do it justice. And it ends up like having a low, lower click-through rate. And that affects the performance. Like I can tell like this video would have been a hundred thousand if I had a better thumbnail. Mm -hmm. And all it does is drive you crazy. Cause now I spend like an hour doing stupid thumbnails. I'm no. just like posing for a million like different. And then I, then I have to choose one and I'm sitting there like choosing between like, literally this is the thumbnail, right? I'm choosing between this and this, <laughs> this or this. And then you just, you just, you just drive yourself crazy. You're like, <laughs> that's so funny. I'm like, this little difference can be 10,000 views. The thumbnail is so important though. Cause it's, you know, it's, you could, you could make the best video in the world, but if your thumbnail is terrible, mm -hmm. no one's going to click it and no one's going to find out. Exactly. Exactly. And it just, it sucks that it's like that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, yeah. I wish I could just put a black screen and just write ASMR in white words. Like <laughs> that's it. That's watch it if you want. You don't want to watch it. Don't watch it. But like, it's really annoying when a thumbnail doesn't do well. And I have, I have tried this before. I've had a video do really well in watch time where like, you know, the arrow's green. Yeah. And also like it's doing well, like it's getting picked up in search and home and home pages and my subs are loving it. But I noticed like the thumbnail sucks. So what I've done in the past is I've waited a day after releasing it. And then if I see like it's still low, I actually change my thumbnail out. I think that's smart. And I've, yeah. and I've seen it spike. I've seen like it'll actually do well yeah. if you improve your thumbnail. It, it doesn't affect the video. Some people think like, oh, I don't want to touch it. Like it's live. That's it. But honestly, I've done no. this so many times. I've changed my thumbnail so many times. Okay, I'm going to try this. And I also notice some thumbnails work better for your subscribers who know you than for someone who's never met you before. So sometimes you'll release a video and your subs just for some reason, they just, they see your face and they like the way the thumbnail looks and they'll watch it. Yeah. But then it doesn't do so well on search. Like these people don't know you or whatever, or they think you look hoggy or whatever. Um, yeah. So it's, it's really tricky. It's, it's, it just drives you crazy, all the stats and the numbers and stuff. I try not to think about it, but. I feel like it's designed, like it YouTube designed it to make the creator very aware if your video is sucking or not. <laughs> no, you're right. But I think you do. You know, you seem, you seem very grounded. You're very switched on. You clearly know your stuff. So I feel like you've got, you know, the right recipe for success. or like all the ingredients are there and it's cooking well. So keep it going. Thank you. Um... <laughs> Let's let's talk about or let's not talk about ASMR for a second and let's talk about Irma outside of ASMR. What is she oh. doing? What are your hobbies and interests? Let's let's get to know you a little bit better. Okay. So I make ASMR. <laughs> that's it. That's that's all I do. I'm boring. <laughs> that's all I do. I'm just kidding. No, actually, I am a parent, so I have two kids. Right. Um, I have a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old. So that is my, like, full-time real job. Mm -hmm. um, and I homeschool them. So I'm a teacher <laughs> for two different grades. Um, and I love it. 
um, it's actually going to end this month. And I'm like, what am I going to do? But I realized, you know what? I could homeschool them for life. Like, not literally. They're going to go back to physical school in September. Um, this was just a temporary thing because of the whole COVID thing and schools in New York City were closing and opening. And I felt like I didn't want, I don't want to mess with their, um, their flow, you know, of education. Yeah. I want them missing tons of school and, you know, so that's pretty much my full-time job is teaching. And, um, and I love doing that. Um, for hobbies, I think my... I don't know if this counts as a hobby, but I try not to be depressed. <clears throat> so, so I do a lot of things to not be depressed. So I go for really long walks. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll go for like an hour walk, hour long walk really far away and stuff. Sometimes I'll take my kids with me. Um, I meditate. I, I call myself a wisdom hoarder. So I like to read. I like to hoard wisdom. like. You know, my brain probably doesn't even have enough room for all this stuff. But like, I like to read, you know, different inspirational things, especially like Eastern philosophy. You said Buddhism and stuff, like, right? Yeah. But I call myself a bad Buddhist. So, yes, I'm a Buddhist, but I'm a bad Buddhist because I kill bugs and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm definitely not. You're going uh, to hell for that ant that you killed. <laughs> Well, they don't have a hell, so I could, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> You're chilling. So it's, <laughs> I'm chilling. Um, but yeah, I, what other hobbies? I used to be a belly dancer. So I used to be a professional belly dancer. Um, and I did that cool. for like nine years or nine something. Nine years, wow. Yeah. And I didn't like doing the gigs. I just felt like, like a circus act. Like people would hire you to do private parties and they would want you to like belly dance to Britney Spears. And it's like, I don't belly dance to Britney Spears. <laughs> I belly dance to Arabic music. Like, you know, like I'm an Egyptian style dancer, you know? So I quickly left that yeah. whole world. Um, but of course I had the training. I, you know, I, I, I used to balance swords on my head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can actually see that in my pirate video. There's a section where I balance the sword in my head. It's weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I always love entertaining. I always loved, um, you know, doing things like that. So those are pretty much my hobbies. Yeah. Oh, that. I think that's super. I want just to rewind a little bit back to your kids. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think you can see through your social media how close of a relationship you've got with your kids. And that's super, super nice to see. Um, you seem like very like family orientated and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I love seeing just you out with the kids, just like smiling. Like I see that on my story. It's like, it's a good time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah I, you know. I don't know if they tell you, but I hope you know that, um, you know, what you do for them is, is, is a lot. And, you know, I hope you feel like, I hope you feel, you. you know, rewarded and loved for that because you love them very much. And I'm sure they'll thank yeah. you in later life. Thank you. <laughs> oh, they, they already do. They already thank me, which is really sweet. I'm, I'm super lucky to have, um, 
kids as emotionally intelligent as they are, because they're they're really smart for their age. Um, especially my my little my, my youngest son, he's always telling me, he's like, "Mommy, don't put on too much makeup because I don't want you to hide your beautiful face." <laughs> That's so. And he's just he's just really sweet. And I'm constantly reminded by them. They're super affectionate. They're always like hugging me and you're the best mommy in the world. And I'm like, thank you, baby. I try to be. See, I even have this mug. Best mom ever. It's true. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such an important thing for me. Because um, like, like I said, I know we're not talking about the past right now because that, you know, that was early Oh, on. no, you can go for it. But um, I didn't. I didn't have a very good upbringing. You know, my mom was a complete mess. <laughs> she was a narcissist. She was verbally abusive, physically abusive. Um, single mom, so obviously she had all the stresses of having to maintain a family on her own. And also, you know, she didn't pick the best uh, stepdads, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she would bring these people to live with us who are like are supposed to be our step parents who are just like terrible men <laughs> you know we're violent uh she's struggles with alcohol um and so i didn't i had a very neglectful parent growing up and so like i know what it's like to go to bed hungry like i know what it's like to like literally be locked in my bedroom and have a lock on the outside of the door um like I, I grew up in this really chaotic uh, household. Um, from a very young age, I knew what weed smelled like because mm -hmm. my mom would like throw house parties. And she was super young. She was like 16 when she had my sister, 18 when she had me. So she was like living her life while having us, you know, trying to do it both, you know, do both. Yeah. Um, and so like, I didn't have that growing up. And I, what, I like... From a very young age, I wanted to be a mom. Like, I wanted to be a good mom. I wanted to have kids and give them, like, the kind of life that I would see on TV. So, like, my only reference of a healthy family was, like, watching the Brady Bunch or, like, the Huxtables or the Jeffersons or, <laughs> or like, these TV shows. Like, I would watch TV and I would be like, wow, like, that's what family should be mm -hmm. you know and like when you're a kid you don't really know like you don't know you're in some kind of like toxic environment until you grow up and look back and say oh wow you know that wasn't normal yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that wasn't okay you know so for me being a parent is like it's like the best thing i could ever be because you know i i get to kind of break the legacy and like you know give my kids what i didn't have and it's a beautiful thing to be able to do and i actually look forward to being a grandma oh. at some point you're gonna make me cry i'm getting all emotional i'm sorry i am too no. <laughs> bless your heart you've obviously you've got a very a very loving heart and you know i related to that post you made the other day and you know i commented on it and i appreciated that so yeah no i appreciate you sharing that um yeah, yeah. thank you um Sorry to make 
Sorry to bring everything down. No, it's okay. I love emotional conversations. <laughs> I'm I'm living for it. Uh, we'll end this. We'll end this segment on. Um, I feel like you've already give so many, but can you, can you summarize? What what one what one tip would you give? What one piece of advice would you give to anyone watching who's thinking about starting their own ASMR channel or in the process of starting their own channel? What would you tell them? Um, I would say, give yourself permission to suck at first. Like, just expect that your first, you know, I don't know, 20 videos or more. <laughs> just expect to not do so well in the beginning. Like, it's so normal to like, you're kind of in the dark finding your way in your own voice in your own style and it takes quite a while sometimes it could even take a year you know or longer who knows but if you're just starting out like don't be so hard on yourself um it's good to motivate yourself push yourself things like that have goals but like it's all right to suck <laughs> it's okay to know that you suck and still post a video and still put it out there mm -hmm. because you're going to learn from watching um, your, uh, like, uh, what do you call that? The audience retention um, section on YouTube where you can actually literally see the graph where people drop off yeah. in your video or like how long people are staying on or how, uh, where there's a spike where people actually rewatch certain triggers that they really liked. So you're still, you're experimenting when you first start off. So just allow yourself to experiment allow yourself to post things that you feel like oh i don't know if this makes sense uh this is new for my channel like i did that with reiki i experimented and the video did extremely well and i didn't expect that i really doubted myself i was like this is not going to do well my audience is not built for this this is completely different this is not even medical you know just allow yourself to make mistakes allow yourself to try new things that you've never tried before and, you know, and then go back and, and be honest with yourself, like be realistic, like go back and check and see where people are falling off and how you could do better next time. Uh, study the videos that do really well and try to figure out why it's doing well so you can repeat that. And don't give up. Like it's a, it's a long, grueling process, <laughs> but you have to be relentless and you have to like not give up and, and not like feel bad about failing you have to get used to failure like get really good at failing and also get really good at um just reinventing yourself as many times as you want you know like you want to wear wigs you want to stop wearing wigs you want to try different characters like whatever it is you want to do just do it if the video flunks to the point where it's embarrassing guess what? You can delete it. Sure. Who cares? Yeah. Just delete it. Delete it, you know, and just keep the ones that are doing well. <laughs> That's what I do. If it makes you feel better. Um, <laughs> so it's like, don't put so much pressure on yourself looking at the algorithm. Honestly, sometimes videos don't do well until like three weeks, four weeks after it's been released. You'll see, you'll see all of a sudden people are just interested in that video. So don't feel discouraged two days after you post something where you're like, what happened? All this sucked, you know, like just leave it up for at least a month, you know, just let it, 
give it some air and and stay the course, man. Just stay the course. Because I'm telling you, my earlier videos really sucked. Like, they were terrible. <laughs> I also had a tendency. I don't know if it's a tendency, but I guess maybe it's from my bartending days. But I was a little, I was a little bit flirty in my earlier videos. And I didn't like that. Like, I was like, why am I, why do I look so... <laughs> I would rewatch it and I would just, it would be cringy. It was like, oh, I don't want to, like, I don't want to send out this kind of vibe or this kind of message. Like, why am I being so, you know, so don't be hard on yourself. If there's certain things about your personality that come out, it's okay. You know, you can learn to adjust and learn to find different uh, layers of yourself and, and bring that out next time you, you film and just, you know. Just don't give up <laughs> and keep failing <laughs> well, and keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you do. It's you, my little pep talk. <laughs> no, it was great. You, you do learn a lot from, you know, from your failures. And a failure is only a failure if you don't learn anything. That's the way I see it. So, um, Definitely. and, you know, it's a big learning curve. Just doing content creation in the first place, learning, you know, learning social media learning like the tech behind it you know the hardware the software like there's is a lot to learn so yeah like um, i just said be be easy on yourself and just be be prepared to fail but be prepared to learn as well so you got this um <clears throat> the final section of this podcast is the future section and we're gonna kick it off with this question so it is there you've done a lot of role plays is there things that you want to do that you haven't had a chance to do yet in the asmr space or going forward is it going to be more of the same um there's definitely stuff i haven't done yet that i really want to do um i really like videos where you just see the hands you know oh, okay. or like your point of view you're you're the like you are the viewer yeah. literally right mm -hmm. Because, you know, the way our brains work, our mirror neurons kind of trick us to feel like those are your hands you're watching, right. you know? And it can actually be uh, really relaxing. And I, I like videos like that. I've always feared that, like, if I just jump and do something completely different, <laughs> then it's just going to fail, <laughs> you know, and it's not, it's going to be all this effort for nothing and stuff. I think at some point I will try that. Um, I will try videos like that. And another thing I want to do is walkthrough videos. I really love walkthrough, like shopping videos. Okay. Where the camera is probably either on the person's head or the camera's on their chest. And they're kind of just like walking through either in nature or like shopping, you know, like soft-spoken shopping and making mm -hmm. choices on different products and stuff. Um, those kind of videos are super different from what I do. But I do want to um try them at some point on my channel in the future and i'm trying them first on patreon actually that makes which sense is cool i was thinking because about i have like a small audience that hopefully they're not lying to me and they're like oh you're great you're great you're great you know <laughs> i hope i have some critical some critical people in there who are going to be honest like eh, this didn't trigger me you know but yeah i think it's really cool to have a little space where you can experiment like that and 100%. even if it never works out for your channel, at least I'm happy that I have a, a place 
where I can make something that will satisfy me just making it, you know? Mm-hmm. And at least the people watching are all going to appreciate it. Yeah. Even if it's like only literally like 20 people. <laughs> but yeah, you'll see some, you'll see some interesting stuff coming up. <laughs> I'm going to just do it and take my own advice. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that. No, that sounds great. Is the people that you'd love to collab with that you haven't had a chance to yet? Like what is your... What was your dream collab? Oh, I definitely was supposed to collab with Lizzie Lestrange. Oh, Lizzie Lestrange. We know her. Because I would love to do like a Harley Quinn role play <gasps> as Harley Quinn and have her be like Catwoman or something. Oh. And But I want it like I'm so picky with my videos. Like I feel like I don't want to do collabs where they're pieced together. You know, one thing I noticed about collabs is that when people piece their two videos together, like part one, part two, um, the audio is so different. Like, like people need to be more careful, like balancing audio. Like sometimes the first artist is super loud and the second artist is super low. Right. So it's very tricky. There's a lot of tech stuff. And also, like, I feel like I'd rather collab in person. Like, I'd rather be in the same room as Lizzie. <laughs> sharing our mics and like just interacting and because it's just i feel like those are the best collabs yeah i think that's person collapse yeah i think that's the actor in you speaking about you know what we spoke about before where (laughs) you went from acting in person to acting on zoom and just having all those difficulties i think i think it um calls back to that yeah i would love to i would love to collab with her um a dream collab which is unrealistic probably never gonna happen would be to collab with either Gentle Whispering mm-hmm. or with GB okay. because I really love I love their voices I love their the way they speak and just their whole delivery on ASMR would be amazing. Um, I feel like I can't collab with Latte because I will literally fall asleep. Like she's she she puts me in a coma like if i was in the same room as her we were trying to do a video <laughs> my my lids would be like it would be so hard <laughs> i feel like there's like you know how music has like rock and then heavy metal and stuff like latte's like heavy metal asmr for me she's like yeah. you know right <laughs> so like of course if i had an opportunity i would love to collab with her but like realistically where i can be alert and like get it done i think with maria or with gb it would just it would be a dream it's probably never gonna happen i think it will if it did. no I but think, if it did I if it did it would just no. be a dream i'm manifesting it for you it's gonna happen <laughs> i'll be fangirling the whole time yeah it's gonna happen and i'm gonna tweet you and be like told you so <laughs> oh my gosh imagine <laughs> um do you have any do you have any future projects in the works that you can talk about that aren't like spoilers right now? Any like teasers for the fans? Well, I am thinking about starting a TikTok. Oh yeah. I I haven't decided if it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be all ASMR for sure. It's not gonna be like just clips of ASMR. I'm kinda gonna do like the riggy stuff I do. Um and also like kind of like what I do on my Instagram, like where I talk about certain uh, philosophical ideas or, you know, get into like these 
little food for thought thingies. So I'm thinking about doing a TikTok like that, where it's just like very short snippets of like food for thought or like very short snippets of like maybe negative energy plucking if it's if it's an ASMR one. Um, and I just I just love that whole entire, uh, I guess, genre of or niche of like uh, self-improvement, you know, inner work, yeah. spiritual, spirituality, things like that. I think you'd excellent. So I kind of want to do that for TikTok. Yeah. So yeah, look out for that. Yeah, I'm a TikTok. <laughs> I'm, I would subscribe. Um. Okay. Have you have you thought about doing like other types of content? I know you've got your Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um. Have you thought about like live streaming and things like that? Um. I thought about Twitch, but honestly, I don't think I could hold a schedule no. like that mm-hmm. where you actually can live stream with a schedule. Because I know I have days where, like, it's so hard to even function that, like, you know, I have these episodes where, like, I, my depression just comes out of nowhere. Like, it's not even triggered by anything happening in my life. Like, my life is fine. Like, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm happy with my kids. I'm happy with, you know, everything. And it's just, like, it's more like a chemical thing where, like, all of a sudden there's, like, an imbalance and I just it's hard to process anything. And I feel like if I had a schedule, it just definitely would land on days where I'm like feeling really dark and yeah, <laughs> there's no way in hell I could do like a live stream. Right. It's very social. Where, yeah. Yeah. It would just be really hard to do. So I wish I could do Twitch. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Maybe. But yeah, day. I've done... I've done live streams on on my YouTube before. I just take them down all the time. <laughs> oh, I know. I did notice. Actually, I did notice you had some on there. <laughs> I had like twelve, but I take them down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, put, do, you I don't do you make you, do you make them available to your Patreons so they can still watch them back? Um. No, I actually do live stream for them, like oh. exclusive for them, and they can watch those. But the ones I do publicly on my channel. I feel like they're so messy. I don't know. Like there's either I hit the mic or something at some point or like, um, or maybe I overshare and I'm just like, oh God, I don't want this to be public. <laughs> <laughs> this was just for the people that were there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Live streaming on YouTube is definitely something I'm going to keep doing. Yeah. And also my Instagram, I'm going to do more live streams and more uh, video content than just pictures and captions. So those are some projects I have coming up. Exciting yeah. times, exciting times. The final, yes. the final question is, obviously you're doing ASMR full time right now. Can you, what, I mean, what is the ultimate goal of the channel to, to maintain doing this full time for as long as you can? Like, can you see... Could you see yourself retiring as an ASM artist or is that too, is that just too far in the future to even think about? Um, I, I think right now it's kind of like almost like living paycheck to paycheck, like living from whether I have a sponsorship that month or I don't. Sometimes I get lucky and I have them. Sometimes I have a whole month where I don't have any and it's really, money's really tight. So I guess I'd like to get to a point where I don't have to worry so much on, uh, you know, survival bills, you know, like I just like, I don't need to be rich or a millionaire doing ASMR, but it would be nice to like make a decent living that like a professional makes 
you know, like a professional anything makes yeah. around that range. Yeah. Um, so that I can just not worry about those things and just focus on art, you know? Um, but yeah, I want to do this like long term, mm -hmm. you know, like if you want to watch Granny Irma in 70 years. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I want to see that. I would like to keep making ASMR and well, I think it's possible because it, honestly, it's as much as people like to say, oh, if you look good, then it's easy for you or whatever. I think, sure, you looking good is important, but you also have to be good at doing ASMR. Yeah. Like looking good is only going to get you so far. Like no. you can look good and your channel won't even grow, you know, because you're not good at ASMR. So I think, um, I think ASMR is one of those niches that you can do it probably long term but you have to like you have to really be smart with like evolving with trends and things and like um you know because if your content gets too stale like your audience like you'll see big channels where like the views are really low for the videos right um and they have a huge channel they have mm -hmm. like two hundred thousand people following them you know i don't mean but yeah. their views are low because it's so hard, but you have to like really cater to your audience, but also reach a new audience. You got to so stay it's, relevant. It's this, yeah. it's this balancing act. I don't know. Maybe I can do it. I'm hoping I can do it as long. I think you can. As long as I think, I, yeah, I think you got the as tools. As long as I can. Yeah. Um, but I'm always trying to improve as an ASM artist first before anything. Before um, you know, fancy this or fancy that. Like, and feats, yeah. Yeah, I'm always trying to improve my performance, you know, being able to connect with a camera and actually make the person feel like they're right in front of me. I think that's always the goal is to get better at that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Let's see how long I last. No, I, we need that full circle <laughs> moment because you said about the Spanish accent videos and taking inspiration from <laughs> the elderly people in, in your life. And it would be so amazing to have, you know, I don't know, 60-year-old Irma just sitting there doing some ASMR. Like, that would be great. <laughs> um, it would be great if I could figure out the tech in those days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows what they'll be like. No, true. Um, that is going to end uh, today's podcast, unfortunately. But I would like to take this moment to thank you so much, Irma, for just coming on and speaking to me it really means a lot um this is i haven't filmed a, an episode in a while and it's been a breath of fresh air so thank you so much yay thank you so much for hosting having me your great host um yeah i, I this was fun like i didn't i didn't know what to expect and it was it was really fun great. so thank you for having me i'm yeah, grateful no. um yeah i'll share it like crazy <laughs> <laughs> the pleasure honestly the pleasure is all mine and Thank you guys as well. If you're still watching, if you still made this far, made it this far, um, I, I appreciate you so much. Um, if you don't know, this podcast is also available in audio only form. Um, so when this goes live on a Wednesday, the following Tuesday, it'll be available on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Google, um, and anything that you watch your podcasts on, you'll be able to find it. So um, make sure you check that out as well. Um, it's obviously the White Tap Whisper podcast. Um, I've completely forgot my normal outro, so bear with me while I babble through this. 
Um, but if you weren't familiar with Irma today, um, which is probably highly unlikely, but if you're not and you did make it this far, make sure you check out the video description and the pinned comment uh, because it'll have the links to her channel and her social media pages. So you can check out all them good chiropractor and Reiki videos that we've talked about today because they are amazing. Um, and that would mean a lot to me. If 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 I could convert one, just even one person in, into a into an Irma fan, that would make my day. So yes, yay! Um, thank you guys so much for watching or listening. Um, this has been the White Tap Whisper Podcast. Irma has been an amazing guest, and we'll see. You hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the oh, like button. Oh yeah. I should prop. I should and <laughs> comment because I'm going to be reading the comment section. <laughs> That's the one part I forgot. Yes, if you did enjoy this, leave a like on the video. Comment down below what you thought. If you have any questions for me or Irma, leave those down below as well. And I will reply because I reply to all my comments. <laughs> Subscribe if you're not subscribed already. Um, and make sure you click that bell icon as well and select all so you get a notification every time a new podcast episode goes live as well as a new ASMR video goes live because I do make normal ASMR videos myself. So yes, thank you for that reminder. Um, <laughs> that was the one part I forgot. But yeah, this has been the White Up Whisper podcast and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.